0: I don't even. You don't even try anymore. he's like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you, you do. You do what you do. Now. Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with I'm
1: the other guy, Big
0: Dave. Okay, so uh, we have done, uh, last year, you probably remember we did a deep dive into the year 1984. We went over yeah. the movies, we went over the music. We went over something else. Anyway, the but the last thing that we did, I believe it was, was the top 100, like the Billboard Top 100 hits yes. of 1984. Well, since we went into, you know, 81, or we went into the 91, <laughs> not 81, we're 10 years off there. We went into 1991 in albums, that's what it was it was albums was the other one that we did yeah um we we went to an albums and we, and we did movies Yeah. now we are going to do the top 100 billboard top 100 singles of 1991 it's going to be fun because i guarantee you we're going to be like we're going to be like what there is some, how did that song you know there's some junk in this. yeah ass. absolutely uh, and some of these, I'm, I'll be honest, I don't remember all of them, but we're going to start at number 100. You want to do it or do you want me to? It, it's shiny. Is it happy? It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. It's R.E.M. <laughs> That's right. Shiny, happy people. With, with, R. One, R. with
1: one of the songs that, oh, what just happened? I just lost my list. Um, mm-hmm. This is what R.E.M. does to me every time. they. they... <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is REM, this is like my least favorite REM song ever. I think it's ever.
0: their least favorite song ever. I mean, that's they, they don't even play it anymore. I mean, like they they absolutely will not. I saw REM in concert in ninety five when they were on the Monster Tour. Yeah. And they were um, I don't know, towards the end of the show, and they were kind of, you know, talking about like, oh, yeah. you know, what haven't we done, you know, type of stuff. And apparently somebody down front yelled out shiny happy people. And Michael Stipe into the microphone said, I hate that song more than life itself. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, I guess we're not hearing that one. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So anyway, Mm. number 99, the Motown song by Rod Stewart. Do you remember this song? No, I do I do. Uh, I was not a big. Basically, it's a song about Motown. Yeah, you know, it, like the lyrics is like you know, bring over those old Motown records, you know, type stuff. It's kind of like somebody doing a a, a nostalgic, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, number ninety eight, Salt and Pepper. Do you want me? I don't know this one. You don't know this one? Not this song. Not on top of my head, anyway. This was a good one. Really, I don't remember this one. I know this. This would have been on what was it? Black's Magic. I think this That's, was before, or this would have been that whatever album had. Let's talk about sex. Yeah, it was off that album. Uh, This was pre, you know, what a man and shoot or, you know, I want to shoot or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, But I don't remember this song. If I heard it, I may, because I do love, I do love those ladies.
1: When you you drop the sample here.
0: I will not dropping samples on this one because (laughs) I would be. First off, (laughs) we could never afford the license for all this stuff. (laughs) And secondly, no. <laughs> What's the matter? You don't like editing anymore? Uh not not this much. Not not a not hundred, you know. <laughs> now
1: now what strikes me as funny is ninety seven and ninety six yes. are the death rows of of eighties hair, hair metal. 80s heavy, um, uh, yeah, number ninety
0: seven is Winger with Miles Away. And which, Warren with I Saw Red. Which I like that song. Yeah. Uh, I like the acoustic version more than I like the um um the the full studio version that yeah. they did now what's funny if you go back and you watch that video like the acoustic version it was just Janie Lane and his acoustic guitar yeah that was actually recorded here in Nashville over off of Fourth Avenue like uh that that uh because it's in a cemetery it's in that cemetery yeah, right yeah, there yeah, off yeah. like right after you go at, under at, at, right after you're leaving downtown on Fourth Avenue you yeah. go under the interstate yeah. and you, and as you're going down 4th Avenue before oh, before it becomes No Onesville Road yeah, 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 that yeah, huge yeah, cemetery yeah, yeah, right yeah. there that's that's where this that video was recorded okay so. Uh, now ninety five, one of my all time favorites, Freedom ninety by George Michael. Yeah, that's a good one. Such a good song. Uh, number ninety four, The Naughty by Nature with a little opp.
1: You know, this group doesn't get the credit that they, no, they really don't. should. They really one of don't. the greatest rappers of all Tredge. time. Tredge yep. is in this group, and you really should go back and listen to the songs that were not singles.
0: Yeah, they uh, this song. Yeah. (laughs) It was a big hit. It was a big hit. Uh, Don't go uh, Google OPP. No. (laughs) No, don't do that.
1: Um, You're going to need to burn your search history if you do it. So
0: the next one, uh, Chesney Hawks with a song, The One and Only. I think I know what song this is.
1: I don't have a clue. Uh, which is on par for me.
0: Yeah. Um, I think I know which song this is, but it's not... It Yeah, it doesn't stick out enough. 92, like,
1: like your favorite song from this person?
0: Uh, yes, All This Time by Sting. Yeah. Um thought I remembered that. Yeah, I... Yeah, Sting, anyway.
1: uh, I'm sorry. I love this next group, and I love the the next song.
0: Groove is in the Heart by D. Light. Absolutely. Yes, this is a jam, man. This is one (laughs) of those, like... This is one of those songs that if you were at a school dance or if you were at a club or or at a wedding or something like that, yeah. And somebody dropped the needle on this song, you're on the dance floor. Absolutely, it doesn't matter if you can't dance, you're out there. E- even the Fat Boys, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's this is just one of those. Well, I mean, it's got Booty Collins. Collins. I know, I know. What <laughs> smell my finger, man. <laughs> it just it's such a good song that yep. it's very, very early nineties. Um let's see what do we got now in excess. in excess with disappear this
1: is a good song i I love all of in excess, but this was a good song this
0: what album was this on? Uh, I think
1: this was was this suicide blonde
0: it was the album that that one was on yeah, but I don't remember what the name of the album was was it was it hold on I can tell you real quick um
1: X. It was X, on it X. was on X, yeah. yeah.
0: It was the one after Kick. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's what it was. So, yeah, that I, I do remember this song. A Suicide Blonde's a great song. Yes. I, I love that song. So... Uh, okay, Dave's favorite. No, I hate this Gerardo song. Gerardo with Rico Suave. <laughs> it's such a stupid song
1: and such a stupid video. Uh, it was
0: a huge hit, though. I mean, a huge hit. Yeah. Uh, I'm really kind of surprised it's only at 89. But um, Okay, Black Box at number 88 was Strike It Up. I don't know this one. I know Black Box, but I don't know this song.
1: I'm thinking this was like the the first album that black box put out.
0: Yeah. It's the one that had, I think we'll see it a little further up had Tom's diner. It was the fifth single. Oh, wow. Uh,
1: It was their debut debut album off of dreamland in 90. Okay.
0: So I I don't know this song. Um, That's okay. We don't have to know all of them. Uh, How about just another dream by Kathy Dennis.
1: Once again, I don't have a clue.
0: I remember this one. Um, Kathy Dennis had some several hits in the early nineties. Um, Kind of R and B, you know, top forty yeah. type stuff. And I guarantee you heard the song, you'd be like, oh yeah, 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 that song. Because yeah, I'm sure yeah. it was on Beverly Hills 90210 at some point. So. Oh I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> Aaron Neville with uh, Everybody Plays the Fool. Everybody, everybody. Yeah, so plays his cover of this one. So uh, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, you gotta Real, get that you gotta get that Aaron Neville like vibrato. The, I can't do that. Or uh, whatever it is that he does. It's just like I remember the first time hearing that and going, that had to have been done in a in the no. studio. And then I saw him like sing live. I'm like, no, he he, that's that's his vibrato. Oh, there, a-
1: <laughs> Yeah, I mean he's yeah.
0: All right, so number eighty five, Jesus Jones with real, real, real. You remember this one? I know that this is the album Doubt that had um <laughs> um, right here waiting. Yeah, and uh, I know this song was off of that. Yeah. I have heard all of this album multiple times you at know some this point one. I if I heard it one. I I can guarantee you that I would probably know know what it was yeah this next one Tara Kemp with peace of my heart is this the no idea I don't know this okay I was just I was just looking to see if it might have been a cover of um, the Janis Joplin song but it's not. Uh, maybe if I listened to it, I would know what it is. It's been 30 years, people. (laughs) Yeah. Some people are probably not, you know, what do you do? You know, how do you know I'm Okay, Will to Power is at 83 with I'm Not in Love. All right, this was a cover. You remember the I'm Not in Love? It's um, from the 70s or something like that. Oh, They covered it. Because you remember Will to Power? They're the ones that did that cover of... um, Ooh, babe, or Baby, I Love Your Ways, that yeah. had Freebird in the middle of it. Yeah. And yeah, it was yeah, like a yeah, husband yeah. and wife duo or something like that. Uh, so, yeah, they did a cover of I'm Not in Love and it hit number 83 on the now, charts. Here you go.
1: 82. Um, this album came out not long after I had moved. Yeah, this to album Nashville. came
0: out the year prior. This was the third single off yeah. of this one because the first but, one was Empire and then um, Best Man That I Can. Yeah. Oh no, 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 Jet City Woman. You're right, Jet And City then Woman. this one. Well, this and then one then this came one out, right. and
1: nobody knew it was Queensryche.
0: Because it sounds like Pink Floyd. <laughs> because it, everybody
1: was like, oh, my gosh, Pink Floyd's got a new album out. Mm-hmm. And no, it was Queensryche. And they came to town and played at Municipal, mm-hmm. and Suicidal Tendencies was opening mm-hmm. up. And I was there to see Suicidal Tendencies, Which and, is... and my buddy Kevin was there to see Queensryche. Right, right. And they didn't just play the entire Empire album; they played the entire Operation Mind's Crime. Right. So, Suicide Tendencies opens up, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm good," you know. And they came out and did the entire Operation Mind's Crime album, mm-hmm. which I had owned at one point. And I was like, "Wow, that was you know, that was great." Fifteen minutes set turnover. They changed the stage and did the entire Empire album. Right. Which that Empire album is it's
0: great. That's a back to back. Operation Mindcrime and Empire of yeah. like wow they did a real like those are two solid back to back albums <laughs> from somebody and it was like their second second album was Mindcrime was their second album no
1: no yeah are or you maybe it sure? was their
0: third yeah because they they had at least one album prior to that uh, hold um on. I think it was a self titled maybe or something like that. They had been around for a little bit. And they were out of Seattle. And this was like pre-grunge, you know, stuff. I can't find it. Yeah, because Queen of the Reich was off their first album, which was... Because that wasn't on Operation Mindcrime. I don't... Hold on.
1: You're right, um... The warning and the warning that was Rage, the name of it. Rage for Order. Yeah,
0: that's right. So that yeah, this was so this was that was their third album was Operation Mindcrime. Yeah, and then Empire was number four, which is those are two solid albums back to back.
1: Okay. Yeah, and that was eighty-eight to yeah. ninety-three that those two albums came out.
0: Number eighty-one. You remember this one, Tevin Campbell, Campbell round and round.
2: Oh.
0: Okay. Here's the significance of it, Prince. Tevin, you know Tevin Campbell. Yeah, you know, he went on to be, like, be a pretty big rock and like yeah. a R&B singer. Well, this was he was like a kid. Like he was a teenager when this came out, okay? Yeah. This was on the soundtrack for Under the Cherry Moon. Uh, you know, the Prince movie. Oh, yeah. Right. And okay. so and so Prince like wrote and, and like produced this song and everything. You yeah. hear the song, you would know it I'm because sure. it has a very Prince feel to it. But it's not him singing, you know, type thing. So Yeah. uh, Now, the one that I don't know is this Aletta Aletta Adams. I'll get it out here in a second. Get here. I don't remember this one. I don't either. Um, I think we're going to get a lot of I don't remember these. Uh, But number 79, Chris Isaac with Wicked Game. Wicked Game. Now, this was a holdover from the previous year. I can tell you that much. But it was still such a huge hit. I mean, it was everywhere. I still love that music video that yeah, that is that's amazing. So. And
1: then the next one is poison.
0: something, something to believe, believe in, in, which is a holdover also, yeah from the the previous year. number 78, which was okay. Okay, here's an interesting one. number 77 Michael W. Smith with place in this world. This is when he was trying to do like a, a crossover. From yeah. from the, the god from the Christian to the mainstream Well he'd
1: seen Amy Grant do it. Yeah, exactly. So now he was trying to
0: exactly. do it. Exactly. And it's a decent song. I mean it's a, and it's one of those it's one of those crossovers that a lot of Christian artists do where it's vaguely Christian in what it's saying. Like it never comes out and mentions God or Jesus or you know, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it really hints at it a lot you know it's, a, <laughs> it's an overarching theme yeah pretty much something like that <laughs> uh, I like the next Keith Sweat Keith Sweat I'll give all my love to you yeah uh, I'll admit I don't know this song off the top of my head uh, do you even know this one yeah I'm sure if I heard it I would know it mm-hmm. I, I, I can almost guarantee Okay, the guy who doesn't that. have a clue actually knows one that you know yeah that, yeah. that is actually pretty amazing um, seal. Seal with crazy. Wonderful wow. song. When this video
1: came out, everybody was just like, wow, uh, what dude, is this? Yeah.
0: You know, and the thing with him was that, you know, people, because you know, he's got those scars on his face. And I yeah. was like, what's. And I remember like hearing this song and seeing the video and like, okay, what's. Still? And I read, I think it was in People magazine because my mom had a, a, a subscription to People, you know, and there was yeah. a little article about him. He had he had those because he had an allergic reaction to something. Yeah. And like it, like he had this, like these scars, or whatever. And it's one of those things that's like, it just made him even cooler. <laughs> you know, uh, well, you know what they say he, scars or tattoos, you know, well, tattoos are you better know stories. but you know, he married Heidi Klum and they popped out three or four babies and, yep. you know, and it's like, Hey, good on him, man. That's uh, but plus the fact, I mean, he just, he's, he's such a good artist. Yeah. Um, It's unfortunate that, I've said this before, but it's unfo- it's unfortunate that he's known more for "Kiss from a Kiss from a Rose" yeah, than he is his other stuff. It's the um, worst
1: song he's ever done. Yeah, you sure? I'm I'm absolutely positive. The record company was like, "It's for a soundtrack." Come on. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, he did another song on a soundtrack, a big soundtrack from the '90s, which was Space Jam you remember that?
1: I, I think I actually own the soundtrack okay. to Space Jam. Remember,
0: he did a cover of the Steve Miller Band's Fly Like an Eagle. Yes, uh, I should have put his version of Fly Like an Eagle as being better than the original <laughs> in our previous I, episode. I don't know. I like Steve personally, Miller. Personally, I don't like Steve Miller Band that much. So I, I've seen <laughs> Steve
1: Miller a couple yeah. times out at Starwood. so
0: Yeah, well. Uh, okay, Kathy Dennis is on here again at number 74 with Too Many Walls. I don't remember... Off the top of my head, I don't no. remember this one. I'm sure. I know. I know you guys are being like. How can you not <laughs> know these things? Yeah. Like, you're, you're doing a whole episodes. Like, yeah. Well, you ought to hear what we cut from the movies episodes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That, that that episode was much longer. <laughs> to use a sound bite from another podcast. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but next, now,
1: now if we hadn't made a list of uh, covers that were oh, worse than the dude, original,
0: I don't know about that. I don't know I about hate, that. I love I this don't band, like, but don't like, I hate this. I don't cover. like the original version of this song though. Really? No, the five man was it a five man electric band or whatever it is yeah. that didn't? Which Tesla named this album the Five yeah. Man Acoustic Jam? You know, kind of. Yeah. So it's Tesla with signs. This was a huge song.
1: I like Tesla. Yeah. I hate this song. Really. And I hate their version of this song.
0: It honestly is probably the biggest thing they ever did. No, it, it totally um, is. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could go. You know, you can, was it a modern day cowboy or love song? Love or, song is probably their biggest. But this song, this was one was bigger. bigger than but that. love
1: song should have been the yeah. one they were known for.
0: Uh, okay, so one of the bands Dave loves uh, I, 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 is on here at seventy two and seventy one. I didn't say I loved them. I said <laughs> I liked them.
1: Um, it's UB forty.
0: I don't know the first this first one. Here I am, come and take me. Yeah, you do. I, uh, I don't know. Seventy-one. I remember they did this the way you do the things you do, which yeah. is the old was it Smoky Robinson yeah. song? Well, yeah. And um, yeah,
1: but you know, here I am, come and take me. You you when you if hear I heard
0: it, it I would yeah. probably know it. Here we go, number Maybe. seventy.
1: It, it's almost a Rick roll,
0: <laughs> Mister Rick Astley with "Cry for Help." I do not know this. I song. don't either. I do however know number sixty nine is Mariah Carey with love takes time yeah uh this which,
1: which now we only roll her out at Christmas exactly. for, for that for, for the one couple, song. I know exactly
0: yeah. pretty much um number sixty eight sticks I did not realize sticks put an album out this year show me the way is it a cover of the the um um, um, Peter Frampton? Peter I don't, don't know. know. It might Let's be. See. Hold on. I want to click and see in there. It may not be. I mean, it, it may very well just be
1: uh, written by Dennis DeYoung.
0: Okay. No. If it was written by DeYoung, then it's not a.
1: It was released as a second single from Edge of the Century. I don't know. Uh, was it...
0: Tommy Shaw back with him at this point? Because I know he was doing Damn Yankees. You know? Um,
1: I don't know. I don't
0: know. I know. <laughs> We could almost do a whole episode about Sticks and who's in the band and who's not and <laughs> yeah. who's suing who and I mean just because the whole the 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 Dynasty Young and and the the Tommy Shaw man they they have gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth I think and, this was
1: just D. Young going by Sticks mm, from what I'm seeing here
0: I, I don't know I
1: don't think it had any of the but you same. know what
0: we actually have a good song it had. Now. It,
1: for this version of sticks it was Dennis DeYoung it was James Young on guitar backing vocals Glenn Burnt Bern- Nick on guitar so no Tommy Shaw uh, a... Chuck Panozo for bass and John Panozo yeah, for okay. drums yeah it was, it was it was it's basically sticks but it's
0: only right. Dennis DeYoung right here we go number 67 heavy D and the boys now that we found Now low. that we found Look, what are we gonna, gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> it's a good song, man. It's a jam. Uh, uh Heavy Demon Gone Too Soon, man. Uh, nope. same with the next artist. Prince and the new power generation with cream. Yep. Um not my favorite Prince song, um, especially from this era. No. But still a pretty good song. I yeah. mean, it's kinda like even Bad Prince is good. It's better than most of everything else, you know?
1: <laughs> it's kind of like, like cold pizza. Yeah. Or it's kind of like pizza. Right. You know? even, even when it's bad, it's still, still pretty pizza. good. I know, it's it's nice. still pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Escape Club, I'll be there. Now, I remember they put an album out around here. Uh, this was, you know, after they had had their big breakout hit with, uh, you know, Wild Wild West from back in the yeah. late 80s. Uh, I remember the big single, like the lead single from this album, was um, what was it? I call it, rock and roll or something like that. Uh, I remember the song, but it it just didn't, it never took off the way a lot of this other stuff. You Is know that?
1: who the producer was on this mm-hmm. album? Peter Wolf. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, here we go. L.O. Cool J, number sixty four with a round, round the way girl. girl. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, ll man uh, this is the is this the going back to Cali era, or Ooh, oh. or mama said knock you uh, this is the mama said You. no or is it did that come later um I'm looking actually right now oh man I feel like a I'm completely <laughs> I feel like a failure here not knowing this stuff it's from mama said knock You mama out. said knock you out yeah. okay okay so I thought it okay. took me a minute all right. So, uh, the next one. I own. I have owned several copies of this album. I love this album. Enigma with I, Sadness Part 1. I love this group, actually. This is this is the epitome of the Pure Moods era of <laughs> this and Enya. All I'm, all I'm going to say is
1: uh, shout out to Sarah.
0: There you go. <laughs> this, uh, we won't even get into this song, man. It, uh... <laughs> The, 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 this is this is this is the song that you would have you would have heard playing at a at a swingers party in the no early 90s. come on no this, this was a this, this was, was a, de- this was definitely a middle-aged middle-aged sex party no. <laughs>
1: music no that is not what this was this is not what this was <laughs> You need to quit bagging on my techno and mm-hmm. and, and electronic.
0: Uh okay, we can bag on this one better. Do we got uh Michael Bolton with Time Love and Tenderness? Yes. At number 62, Michael Bolton and That's or, all. I'm or, or excuse me, about that. Michael Bolton, cuz that's his real name. Um did you ever see like his his early stuff when he was trying to be like a metal dude? Like
1: I've heard rumors of oh, it. Oh no,
0: dude. Go and look it up on YouTube. It's hilarious because he's like – of course, he's rocking the mullet because, you know, but it's but it's a bigger mullet, you know. It's, like, all teased up and everything. And he's so wearing he's, trying, like this.
1: he's trying to do the David Coverdale thing from White Snake? He really Snake.
0: is. He's wearing, like, a, a red suit, you know, mm. and, like – and like, it is. It's very, very much like the, the white snake. Yeah, like the cheese metal type stuff. Oh, but he was a solo artist, you know. And this was, uh, yeah. And it was just called. It was Michael bolton was the name, you know, was the name on it. Oh, uh, it's, it's so bad. oh, it's it is. It's terrible, <laughs> and not even in a good way. So <laughs> here you go, the KLF, three a.m. Eternal. I like it. Okay, I like this one. I got gotcha. you. High Five at number 60 with I Can't Wait Another Minute. I, I remember High Five, but I don't remember this song. No. I don't um,
1: either. Can't Stop This Thing We Started, though.
0: Brian Adams. I like this song. I do, too. I, I really do. This was the second. Well, it was the first single off Waking Up the Neighbors. Now, Yeah. Everything I do, I do it for you was on this album also, but yeah. it was actually released earlier and you know, before the album was released because it was on the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves yeah. soundtrack. So it had a it jumped, you know, before the album. But Can't Stop This Thing We Started is actually a pretty decent song. Yeah. So. Uh Karina
1: Temptation. I, I remember the name, and I remember the title of the song, but I don't remember the song, actually. I
0: do not remember this one at all. Now, the next one, number 57, Vanilla Ice with Play That Funky Music. You remember this? This yeah. was his second single. Oh, I that know. It went nowhere. Uh, and, of course, it's the old chic song, you know, Play That Funky yeah. Music, White Boy, you know. With him uh, rapping over the top yeah, of it's it. it's bad because it's Vanilla Ice. Now, now,
1: people make fun of the next group, and they make fun of the next song. I actually like the song you say what you will, I don't care, but the their later release stuff where they go back to what their father was doing okay. is actually better stuff. Number
0: 56, we have Nelson After the Rain, After the Rain yeah. which was the name of the album, yeah. if I'm not the mistaken. The video was terrible. Oh, it was, it was so
1: cheesy, but, but yeah, the song this, was decent.
0: Yeah. You listened to this and cried a lot in high school, didn't you? Like, no.
1: <laughs> no
0: uh okay number 55 bonnie Raitt was something to talk about
1: which i like bonnie Raitt, i know you do. and i actually like this song you you treat I'm, bonnie Raitt like you do the godfather not a big fan of bonnie Raitt, so oh abc
0: abc another bad creation with aisha this was their one big hit yeah um uh again you know they they um were um I'll get it out. So they were in that same, that Motown, you know, or that, that Philly, you know, with uh, uh, you Michael Bibbs. Yeah. Mot- it was Bell Bid Doe, no, Boys to Men, Men and, and ABC. And, and ABC. Yeah. Uh, and which gets the shout out in Motown Philly, you know, all, all of them. Yeah. Uh, here we go. DNA featuring Suzanne Vega with Tom Tom's Diner. Diner. So I had that wrong about the Black Box. What was this, the Black Box song? Oh they had it might have been the one that we you were talking about I remember, I remember them having a a hit um I don't remember and I don't remember top what of it mind. is off the, I know we'll see if it's. we'll see if it's any further up, because we're only halfway Yeah. barely halfway into this
1: and I know I've talked about going to see her at Exit M, where it was just her and her bass player yeah. and yeah. they did the song and it was just her just
0: the, just her a cappella because that's the way the original song was done yeah. well the no album. there
1: was she didn't even do like Instruments. It I was, know it was just if you, her.
0: If the 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 recorded version of just of yeah. on her album is just her acapella. There there is no instruments whatsoever. Yeah. DNA put the put beat the beat, beat behind them. it and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh,
1: next up is Alan's theme song.
0: <laughs> hey, we well, have been a single as long as I have. <laughs> uh, the Divinals with "I Touch Myself." Yeah. Uh, again, someone gone too soon. Uh, you know, their lead singer died a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, I always... I mean, the song itself is... Kitchy. It, it, you know, it, I remember the first it, time perp- I heard it.
1: It's purposely supposed to be somewhat naughty.
0: I remember the first time I heard it, like seeing the like the video for it, okay? Yeah. You know, like it was coming on, and I saw... Because they used to have that little... They'd down in the, the corner it'd say the, the name of the band and the song title and the album, you know, yeah. and the record label. And it was the divinals, and it said, I Touched Myself. And I was like, okay, this has got to be like... A metaphorical like you know like when i sing i touch my you know my my no they were no it was full-on the lyric is i don't want anybody else when i think about you i touch myself
1: yeah, they were purposely we know trying exactly to get exactly what
0: you're talking about. There, they so. they were trying to get attention
1: on their first single, and it was a
0: huge it was a huge signal for them. Now they were a one hit wonder. You know, I know they had other singles after that. Yeah, but was it make out yeah. make out all right? I think was their second single off of it or something Probably, like that. Probably, yeah. And it was you know okay. Uh, but yeah, that was a, that is a that is a very definitive 90s one hit wonder song there that yeah, you know, so everybody will remember the nine the, the, the vinyls for as long as Gen X is alive anyway. so <laughs> <laughs> number fifty one things that make you go hmm by CNC music, music factory. factory. Now where did they get that from? Well,
1: it was Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall, Hall. Off exactly. The Arsenio Hall show, exactly.
0: Because he used to have his little thing. He would say you know, things that make you go, hmm. "Yeah." But and then they did it. They did the song,
1: which and makes you go, "Hmm." Mm-hmm. On how did these folks get a record deal yeah, in the first well, place?
0: Well, you know that's the whole thing. Okay, so the woman that's featured in the video. Doing all the like the singing is not the actual person doing the singing on the album. No, it was uh, what's her name? Um, I can't. Pull she it. was one of the weather girls. Uh, oh, oh. She sang oh. on a bunch of stuff like that, but they didn't. But they instead went and got some skinny model to.
1: They, they totally to, milly vanillied the group. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
0: now, to her credit, the, the girl actually could sing, but not like her. No. <laughs> and there was a lawsuit over, as a matter of fact. And there should have been. And she won, so. Yeah. Um,
1: this is like one of your favorite Rod Stewart songs. This
0: is a good song. Uh, Rhythm of My Heart uh, by Rod Stewart, um, number 50. Um, yeah, you know, it's a very Scottish song, you know, with the bagpipes yeah. and everything. That album, we talked about it. You yeah. You know, it was a really good album. Yeah. Um, um, you know, it had. I, I told. Have I told you lately? I love you. Yeah. Downtown train was on this one. Tom you Waits know, song. Yeah. You know, rhythm of my heart is on there. Um, Every chance a Broken I Broken Arrow. Yeah, was on there. It was a Robbie Robertson song. You know, from the band. Every time and, I get to mention Tom Waits on the I show, know, I'm gonna know, do it though. Uh-huh. So uh, Michael Bolton again
1: with uh, with "Love Is a
0: Wonderful Thing," garbage song. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, Kind of,
1: kind of the same with the group above them, Wilson Phillips. Okay,
0: I will go to bat for Wilson Phillips. No, you shouldn't. Okay, um, you're gonna whiff every time. Impulsive. I'm not a big fan of this song, but let's let's be honest. Hold on is a great song. Come on, dude. Come on. No. Come on. No. Someday somebody's gonna make you wanna turn around and say goodbye.
1: Yeah, because you keep putting a song <laughs> where I have to listen to it. Because it's a good song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Now the next song is an awesome song uh, and an awesome vocalism. power of
0: love slash love power by Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross. He. This is back when he was heavy man Luther. Yeah, Luther Vandross. He. Uh, Luther Vandross. Yeah, he. Yeah, he could sing, man. <laughs> no, we have sand's butts about that. You know, he sang on uh, Bowie's. Um. um the uh, young Americans yeah. and fame you know all that, all that, that era of stuff. He was sing, he sang backup yeah. vocals on that. And uh dude, he was so he was he was a very talented person. Yeah. Again, gone too soon. Um uh, okay. Extreme. Wholehearted. Not their big song, but a minor hit. Yeah. Man, number forty six on the the top one hundred of ninety
1: one. Yeah, it really Nuno Betancourt should That's get more credit than what he does. The, okay,
0: this song, okay, you know, yeah. it starts off, it's blah, blah, blah. But there's this, he's doing it on an acoustic. There is this really complicated riff that he's playing on the verses yeah. that I have tried multiple times <laughs> to play. I'm like, I no. Have you I can't, gone, can't do it. <laughs> have you gone
1: and looked at some of his YouTube stuff? Oh, I know. I like know. The videos he's been putting out during the pandemic?
0: Oh, I want to, dude. Anything with him. It's like it's so crap. effortless too, is what is so annoying yeah. about it. Is he looks bored half the time when he's playing, he's just like, all right, yeah, I'm doing this. Okay, whatever. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not in his YouTube videos. Yeah. He's having a ball doing that stuff. So. Um Tracy Spencer, this house. I I don't really remember it. Seem to remember this one again. I bet that if I heard it, I would know what it was. Now on to the next one, number forty four. Yeah. Fading like a flower every time you leave by Roxette. I don't know this one.
1: Roxette had some decent hits.
0: Roxette did, but I don't remember I don't this either. one. Um, uh, again, someone who's gone too soon. Um, what was her name? I can't think of it off top of. Uh, Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Marie Fredriksson. Yeah, that. Yeah, uh, she passed um, a couple of years ago. Uh, let's see here. Now here we go. Now this one is a staple of the power ballads compilation
1: T V CDs.
0: Number 43, Firehouse with Love of a Lifetime. Yeah. Finally found
1: love. If there is a a power ballad compilation album out there anywhere, this is probably gonna be within the first three tracks. This
0: song is power is 80s or it's hair metal power ballads by the numbers is what this song is. I mean, it, just no ifs ands. Like it's like it, literally, th- this could have been like made in a factory easily. You know, like it okay, was we put factory. this, we do, we take this. Okay, we gotta get this in here. We gotta have the key change. We gotta have this. What, we gotta blah, what, blah, were, blah.
1: The, what were the books that you used to fill out? It was like, you, give me a verb, give me. A oh no. yeah, like give, Mad Libs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is, it really really is. A, this is a Mad Lib power ballot. I
0: know, and it just yeah you know, yeah no. <laughs> now, I will say this: everybody I've ever known. Who has seen Firehouse in concert said that they are great in concert. Really? Yes. Which I, I know it's like where their first big hit was "Don't Treat Me Bad," you know, which was a, an upbeat song, it wasn't a power ballad, you know, but it's still one of those things where I was like, I can't imagine these guys being that no. good. But I I'm not joking. I I heard so many good things about them live, so I guess it is what it is. Now here we go. <laughs> Number forty two, Whitney Houston with "I'm Your Baby Tonight." Well, it's Whitney, and it's so good that when the X Men animated series decided to put their song together, they they ripped the song off. Yeah, I mean seriously, they had... yeah, it's the song. <laughs>
1: What what was it? Ozzy said, um, "Good artists borrow; great artists steal." Well,
0: that 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 has been attributed to a lot of people. I've heard that from um, what's his name, Um, Steve Jobs. I had heard it attributed to him years ago. I mean, yeah, it is, but yeah, but but that's that's that is a that is a saying that's been around for decades, though. Where it's like, yeah, exactly.
1: All right, Paul Abdul,
0: "Promise of a New Day." I don't remember it. I do it. All right we're not gonna we're not going to body shame anyone here uh, but if you go back and watch this video, you can tell where they've stretched the frames of the uh, the video to make her look taller and thinner than she actually is. <laughs>
1: Well, they did that to several. Which of her the thing videos. is is
0: with Paula. I mean, Paula Abdul is like five foot tall. I mean, she's yeah. she's tiny to begin with, but and if I remember right, back then she was stacked. She she had put on a little bit of weight in between albums, and so the record company's like, "Oh no, we'll just stretch," because there was a um, In Living Color made fun of this video. And it was called "The Promise of a Thin Me." Yeah, was the the song that they did. You know, and it was that whole thing of like, yeah, you can't just st- stretch the the frame and, and fool any of us. You know. Uh, and again, we're not here to body shame because like, Dave and the one can body shame anybody. So it's. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dave, and I'm a fat guy. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I, that's what that's what the video is. I remember the song. It's an all right song. I mean, it's an all right song. All right. Here's the next one. Number forty. I, I Rhythm Syndicate one. with Passion. P a s s i o n. I have. I don't remember this one at all. Uh, I do, good. however, remember number thirty-nine.
1: Well, to show you what a weird year '91 was. Right. Back-to-back, back, you've got the Scorpions with Winds of Change. Right. Where the Berlin Wall was coming down. Right. And right on top of it, you've got DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince the with summertime,
0: summertime. Number 38, yeah. Uh, that That's the kind
1: of weird year 91
0: was. <laughs> oh, no, it gets better. Uh, and
1: honestly, I love both of these songs.
0: I can do without Wind of Change these days. I'll tell you what it is. Here's the thing that I've never liked about the Scorpions. Excuse me. There's only one song by them I really like, 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 and that's "Rocky Like a Hurricane."
1: You've never seen them live. Have I you? have seen them live. Yeah,
0: oh. we saw them live together. Remember, they opened for Motley Crue.
1: I forgot that was you that yeah. I went
0: that show with. Um The I've just I've never, and I'll tell you what it is. It has to do with their lead singer because he, they're German. Okay, so obviously they don't have. um a great grasp of the English language. So the way that he pronounces some of the words just sounds weird. And I know, look, so, but to quote
1: another German band. I hate
0: you. Yeah. yeah do do Haas. <laughs> have do you Haas seen Haas that? Mech. Have you seen that, that meme going around? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, just I don't I don't care much for this song, honestly. Um, now, summertime is a great is a jam, yeah. man. That is a jam. Yeah. So.
1: Going back to German bands and, um, Rammstein and mm-hmm. um A buddy of mine, they had a foreign exchange student that was living with them, and they, he was from Germany. Mm-hmm. And we were listening to music, and we were driving in the car, and I reached over and grabbed my Rammstein CD and popped it in and started playing it, and he like freaked out. He was like where did you get this and why are you even listening to it it's all in german you don't understand it and mm-hmm. it's like i don't care the the yeah, music's yeah. great
0: and it's eh, i i rammstein never did much for me so
1: well you've never been into that um
0: the techno metal stuff yeah. not really i mean it's uh i don't know uh again but you I'm like kinda,
1: ministry don't you
0: i do like ministry quite
1: a bit but that, so. yeah, it's kind of yeah. A but they way. were
0: innovators of that though and you know rammstein and some of those other bands they were like down the road yeah. quite a ways so um okay where does my heart beat now at number 37 by celine dion yeah, okay no, no. this was like pre her beginning big yeah uh you know before um the power of love came out you know that because that was what really blew her yeah, up into was. the status um cnc music factory here we go don't remember this one. I mean, I'm sure that if I heard it, I would, because they had a whole string of hits that during this era, and I'm yeah. sure if I heard this song, because it actually charted higher than Things That Make You Go, yeah, mm, which know. is strange, so I'm sure if I heard it, I'd be like, oh yeah, but here we go, number 35, Lady Lenny Kravitz, Kravitz it. with It Ain't Over Till It's Over. Love the song. Love the video. Yes, and this is, again, he was getting divorced from um, Lisa Bonet. And he wrote that entire album uh, about trying to win her back, you know, and what he was going through and all that stuff. But even he'll admit it was his fault because he was cheating on her, you know. Yeah. And, and, but it was, uh, but it ain't over till it's over. I've been listening to a lot of Lenny Kravitz here lately, like all of a sudden. Of course, I'm you know saying, who's
1: with Lisa Bonet now, don't yeah, you? Yeah.
0: It's um, 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 uh, Aquaman, <laughs> <laughs> Cal Drago. Um, uh <laughs> Jason Momoa. There you couldn't go. Couldn't pull his name there for a second. It's a um
1: I know this is this is a complete tangent, but um it was a couple years ago Harley Davidson was doing this thing where they'd come out with a new type bike and mm-hmm. they were giving it to certain celebrities that right. they knew rode. And they went out to where he was filming Aquaman and they gave him this bike. Right. And he rode it, you know, he was checking it out, was excited about, it, was riding it up and down the studio lot. He came back and they're like, he goes, "Ah, that's a great bike. You know, I might pick one up. And they're like, "Uh, no, it's yours. We're giving it to you. And he was like, really? Wow. He goes, you're sure it's mine. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, no problem. He goes, awesome. I'll be right back. He goes into the warehouse and comes out with a can of a rattle can of flat black and on the spot. Repaints the entire bike in <laughs> rattle can flat black. Wow! <laughs> and I'm like, that is my dude right there.
0: I watched a video with him. It was an interview, like, because you know he just turned forty like last year or yeah. something like that. And it was an interview where he was sitting there and he was sitting down with somebody and they were kind of doing a you know where he started you know and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And but what was cool was it like they were in his home studio and he was playing guitar, like. He, that was the whole thing. He started off like he was playing, like, this pretty dirty, like, blues, like, slide yeah. thing, you know, right off the bat. But everything. he's a he's bass like, player. I know, but I was just like. I like Jason I've always liked Jason Momoa but the more I see of him the more I'm like oh yeah. that dude's awesome like I like I, I want to hang out with I him I want to hang out with him when, when, when he when he sprayed that bike rattle can yeah. flat black
1: I was like that's my dude right well, there
0: I'm sure you've seen the the the, the photos from like the um, it was the um uh, I think it was the red carpet for Justice League of where he's walking down the carpet with like his, his bodyguards yeah. and there's like five of them and then he's like a foot taller than all of them. <laughs> it's like, who are they guarding? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um okay, yeah, so that's uh, Lenny Kravitz. Okay, so uh number 34, Gloria Estefan, Coming Out of the Dark. I do not remember this song. And this
1: was after she dropped the Miami Sound Machine.
0: Yeah, well she'd done that. Yeah, you know, there was only one Miami Sound Machine album. Yeah. It was it started off as the Miami Sound Machine. Then it was Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine, and yeah. then it was just Gloria Estefan yeah. after that. Now she kept those same players with her for a long time, but yeah. it, you know how it is. You know, <laughs> I think her husband was one of the members of the band. Yeah, yeah, something so. like that. Um, and I tell you what, for those of you who don't know, of course, if you're Gen X, you remember this. You know, she was in a really like bad bus wreck. Yeah, where like she had to have like a, I think she had a a metal. Um, pole put in her spine or something like that. she couldn't walk. She was laid up for a long time. They
1: didn't know if she was going to survive. Yeah, for a while.
0: and uh, you know, and the fact that she got back to you know to being able to walk, let alone dance and and everything else, is yeah. pretty miraculous. So, tough lady. Yes, I very don't much necessarily so.
1: like her music, but she's a tough lady. I like
0: some of it. Some of it's okay. All right, number thirty three. Losing my religion. REM. R-E-M. This was i hate to say this was their breakout album because green was kind of their breakout album yeah but they were so rem there for a while was so funny because like green came out in what 88 87 88 somewhere right in yeah, there.
1: yeah and the the two main singles off of it was... stand
0: and orange crush were both off of that one
1: um i was thinking um green
0: yeah no we're talking green we're not talking about uh document which oh, is oh you're right document you're right. had um the one i love yeah um, it had it's the end of the world as we know it, and yeah. it also had. Um,
1: See, for me, that's finest,
0: our uh, uh, finest work. Song was on that one yeah. also, which I love that song. That's that, my favorite. That's really
1: the album for me, right. that, that broke them.
0: That was the one where they moved from from rate from uh, college radio, darling, and started to like
1: step into the yeah.
0: mainstream. But then Green came out after that, and that had Stand. And on Orange a which, Crush, And Orange Crush. Which both a, of those were big hits. Orange
1: Crush is one of my favorite yeah. REM songs.
0: But then, and it was funny because everybody's like, oh, this is their breakout album. I was like, well, actually well, Document was their breakout album. Yeah. Then it was Green. And then, and then, out of time was this, released, this and it was like, like, "Oh, this is REM's breakout." I was like, "How many breakout albums are they going to get?" <laughs> well,
1: this is the one that put them um, over interst- the top. Interstellar, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, but the thing is, is it like within two years they had put out Automatic for the People, yeah, which was even bigger. And then they put Monster out like two yeah. years after that, which was big, is big as well. So, um, yeah, REM from from about '87 yeah from 87 because document came out in 87 from 87 to like 95 could do no wrong whatsoever i yeah. mean it was just like bang bigger 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 it just kept getting bigger and bigger all the time so yep okay i have no clue on let's, this next let's one. just
1: go ahead and skip from 32 all the way up oh to... no i i
0: know all right look uh Natural Selection at 32. I have no idea what this is. The name of the song is Do Anything. No clue whatsoever.
1: It's kind of funny that their name's Natural Selection because they they died off quickly.
0: London Beat, I've Been Thinking About You at 31. I do remember this song. If you heard it, you would know it. Okay, Uh, Again, Kathy Dennis. This is the third Kathy Dennis song. Touch Me All Night Long. If you heard it, you would know it.
1: You know, for somebody who had three songs in the top 100 for this year. I've...
0: But you see that happen. People will have these huge, like, three, you know, whatever, three or two or three or four songs. that are big for, like, two years, and then they just disappear. Vertical Horizon. Think about them. I still listen to Vertical but, Horizon. But, but the thing is, remember when they when they put out um, that album? Yeah. Okay? You know, you had Everything You Want, and You're a God, and, uh, and uh, The Best I Ever Had, yeah. you know? And it was one of those things. They were everywhere for like two years. Never heard anything out of them again. Yeah. They never, you know, they never. It's just, you get that everyone. Remember Tantric? Yeah. Remember when Tantric was a thing for like a year? Yeah. And then they were gone. I mean, it's you, you see that. Uh, <sighs> Ralph Tresvant. Okay, do you know who this is? No. He was one of the members of uh, New Edition.
1: Oh, that figures. Yeah.
0: He was like the other the other one you had Bill Biv DeVoe yeah you had um Bobby Brown Bobby Brown you had Ralph and then you had um the other other guy the one that well but there was the one oh, who was it no he went on to be big too he took uh, the place he took Bobby Brown spot um <laughs> go look it up um well my internet's not working for some reason or it's not working well Never mind. I, we'll figure it out some of I time. I know I'm, I'm, I'm missing somebody there that, that went on to, to be big. Yeah, okay. Okay. Here we go. Number 28, Amy Grant with Every Heartbeat. I know you know this song. Oh, I know the song. Yeah. I know the song. Um. Again, this was Amy Grant's year. We're, I'm sure we're going to see her again as we go further yeah. up. In okay. Number 27, You're in Love, Wilson Phillips. This is one where they let uh, Wendy Phillips sing the lead yeah. on this. Um. I... I I like Whistling fans. Yeah. <laughs> number 26, Mariah Carey, I Don't Want to Cry. I don't remember this uh, song. I'm Mariah sure, Kirk. again, if I heard it. I'm
1: sure if you played it, all the dogs in the neighborhood would
0: start barking. <laughs> That's what I know. <sighs> it's funny looking at this because, like, number 25, Hold You Tight by Terry Kemp. No clue whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, number 24, Romantic by Karen White. No clue, no clue. whatsoever. Roxette,
1: Joyride. Joyride. Which is
0: a decent song. Yeah. Um
1: and then you got the dog whistle again.
0: Mariah Carey with emotions, number twenty-two. Here we go. Madonna would justify my love. The video you can't see on MTV. Yeah. <laughs> but Nightline played it. <laughs> the entire video. The entire video. In and, prime the, time. and she and she released this as a video single. Like it was like 10 bucks to go and buy just this like four minute video or whatever. And it's really not much of it. Yeah, well wow. You get to see a boob. Big deal, you know. I mean, yeah, it's but you like, can see that at the Super Bowl with yeah, Janet Jackson. Ex- well, that was years later, though. Uh, <laughs> that was like almost fifteen years later. Uh, but yeah, but it was one of those things. Like, oh, uh, well, here we go. Dave's favorite band? No,
1: absolutely not.
0: Yes. No, I hate this band. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch with Good Vibrations, He's featuring a, uh, Laura uh, Loretta, Hallway. Loretta Hallway. Which I think that's, I think that's who it was. We were talking about the the CNC Music Factory. Oh. I'm almost positive that, that okay. was her. Um, he's a better actor than he is a singer. Something That's, like that. Hey, a no, he's better on reality television than he is <laughs> anything. With <the> Wahlbergers. <laughs> or on SNL. Say hello to your mom for me. <laughs> <laughs> Number 19. Janet Jackson with Love Will Never Do Without You. This was a good this song. This is a good song. This is a video that also, like, Made Janet sexy. Yeah. You know, I remember her in that that uh, that halter top and the, the jeans with her hair up and you know, up in a bun and in the desert dancing, you know. And it's like, oh, Janet grew up, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then a couple of years later, we got the D- Janet album, you know. and This was like, all oh, for we, Rhythm Nation. Yes, it is. It's the last, I think it was the last single that was released off of it. All right. You know, who
1: the, you know who the songwriters and the producers were?
0: Uh, was it Jimmy Jam and Terry, Terry Lewis? And Terry Lewis, yeah. Because yep. I know they did that entire Control and Rhythm Nation album. Yep. All right, here we go. Color Me Bad, number 18, with I Adore Me Amore. One of my favorite memes going around right now yeah. is, it's a picture of Color Me Bad. And it says, you remember that time that... Um, Let's see. Was, remember that time George Michael, Kenny G. Oh, and who were the other two? it was those we're all in a band together <laughs> yes i can't remember who the other two were. i know it was george michael and kenny g oh michael bolton and uh who was the other one i can't remember who the other one was <laughs> but it was one of those things like oh that's funny that's funny okay, well you know yeah, you yeah. know why
1: they called themselves color me bad don't you because
0: their music was terrible yeah, it was pretty yeah. rough man here we go number 17 jesus jones right oh, here right oh. now this song is interesting I like this song. I love this song also. But it's really interesting because, you know, it's one of those things, kinda like we go back to Wind of Change. Yeah. Okay. This song was very much a cultural we're seeing some serious shifts in the world yeah. right now. You know, this is the Berlin Wall had come down, you know, the the, the Soviet Union was was disbanding, you know, and all this kind of those Cold were... War was over. You know, we were seeing all this stuff. You it's know? back again. Well, yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where it was like so you get these songs that are kind of like, you know, um, culturally relevant in a lot of ways. yeah. And yeah. that's that's what this whole song is. You know, I was alive and I was waiting. Yeah, I was alive and I waited for this right here, right now. Yeah. You know, watching the world wake up from history, you know. Yeah. And it's kind of cool, you know, to, to see that and kind of put it into perspective. Um, number 16, Whitney Houston, All the Man That I Need. I'm sure I know this song. It's off that yeah. I'm Your Baby Tonight album. I'm sure if I heard it, I know it. Because yep. Again, Whitney. Uh, number 15.
1: And then every once in a while, this artist rears her ugly head and sings a song and then disappears back to do some kind of something s-
0: stupid yeah. movie. Bette Midler, From a Distance. Yeah. One of the most ham-fisted songs I think I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> of of uh, I mean, come on. Wind Beneath My Wings was a good song, okay? It was. The first, let's say, five times we heard it. Then it just became this... Other, I don't know what it was. It was some kind of, of, of harbinger of bad things to come. Because <laughs> <that, laughs> it wouldn't go away. <laughs> it just kept hanging around and hanging around. And God knows how many times I've heard somebody butcher that song at karaoke. And uh, luckily, no one ever does from a distance because it's a terrible song. And uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so number 14, Damn Yankees with High Enough. I like it. I, it's I an like right the song.
1: It, I mean, it was a super group. I yeah, mean, it you was... had
0: okay. You had Ted Nugent. Yeah, you had Jack Blades. Yeah, you had Tommy Shaw. Yep, and who was the drummer? Oh, I really should. know. not I know. I can't remember who the drummer was now. Hold but, on. But yeah, we'll it was. Talking. It was a super group of you know that kind of classic rock you know you had somebody from michael night- carteloni yeah you had somebody from night ranger you had somebody from Styx, you had ted nugent you know so it's like all right makes sense and again this is kind of a hair metal ballad by numbers in a lot of ways you know it, uh, it,
1: michael carteloni was an unknown drummer at the time who later on joined leonard skinner
0: okay well there you go So there you go um so three of the guys were you know, made a super group you yeah. know Um, is an all right song, you know, um, Mariah Carey, someday. I do remember this one. Number 13. Um, you remember the song, right? Someday. Yeah. Yeah. It was whatever. Um, dog whistle, Stevie B because I love you. The postman song. Okay. I know this song. I cannot believe that it was a top 15 hit. Uh, if I played it for you, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that thing. Yeah. Um. Eh, anyway, number 11. No, no counting for taste. <laughs> number 11, Motown Philly by Boys to Men. Boys to Men. Great song. This was their debut, you know, yep. and we've talked about it quite a bit. Uh, I hate that it didn't break the top 10 because it. it well, I guarantee. I, I blame Amy Grant for hold that. Hold on. I'm sure we can go. Uh, I can think of one, two, I can think of about three songs besides Amy Grant (laughs) that shouldn't be in this top ten, but it is what it is. So number ten, we are into the top ten songs of 1991 now. Remember, in 1991, Nirvana released Nevermind. Metallica released the Black Album. Yep. Guns N' Roses released Use Your Illusions 1 and 2. Pearl Jam released 10. The Red Hot Chili Peppers released uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yep. Soundgarden released um, um, uh, Bad Motor Finger. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, Van Halen released Foreign Lawful Carnal Knowledge. I mean, we're we're talking about, like, seminal albums of an era. Didn't get a listing on this. these are the top 10 songs on Billboard's top 100 number 10 Amy Grant with baby baby yeah I know Dave loves this song Not every really. time I bring it up he's just you can just see the joy on his face <laughs> All right. Now, don't get me wrong. I've worked
1: with Amy. She's I know. I've really, met her she's multiple times. She's a really times. super nice individual. She very she's, much is. So. She's as sweet as we can be. Mm-hmm. I just
0: don't dig her music. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair. It's like what I said about Adele. On previous and album, and, and episode, I like you know. the fact
1: that um, she, on occasion, will
0: kick Vince Gill in the shins in public to well, keep him go. to shut up. <laughs> Number nine, the first time by Surface. I have no recollection of the song uh, whatsoever. I don't like none. I, I don't have any recollection of the next one. I do number eight. I like the way the Kissing Game by High Five. I do. If I played it for you, you would know it. Early nineties R and B pop. You would sure. know it. You'd be like, oh okay. Number seven, Extreme. More Than Words by Extreme. This was a huge hit for them. It. This was their breakout. Yeah. I mean, this was the thing. This is the thing they will always be known for. Yeah. Um, I have a mental block on being able to play this song. Because I played it so much in high school, <laughs> like I physically cannot play it any longer. Like I can never remember how it goes, and I have played it hundreds of times. We might have to fix that. No, I'm good with that. I'm fine with it. I'm just thinking <laughs> it might be a fun cover for us to do at some point. No, I'm good with it. <clears throat> uh, number six, EMF with Unbelievable. I like this song. I do too. I, th- this is a early '90s jam right here, yeah, and you know it. You hear it. And then we like, you're unbelievable. Oh. Yeah. Nah, nah, yeah, everybody, you know this one. Yeah. Number five, Timmy T with one more try. No recollection whatsoever. Who? It, yeah, no recollection. Number, the number five single of 1991 and Dave and I, who were both teenagers at the time in high school yep. have no recollection of the song whatsoever. <laughs> Again, it was probably on an episode of Beverly Hills 90210 or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's garbage. Number four, Paula Abdul with Rush Rush. The only thing memorable about this song is that Keanu Reeves is in the music video.
1: And they basically tried to do a remake of Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel Without a basically Cause basically yeah. what it
0: was. And it's, and it's, it is, it is early 90s keanu of n- no emotion yeah. not he may as well be standing there going whoa, whoa. or i am an fbi agent <laughs> Or I always go back to that party it's so on, terrible. dude. <laughs> no, that to me that line yeah, is the seminal like early Keanu. I am an FBI agent. <laughs> his delivery is so terrible. <laughs> Thank goodness he's gotten better. He has, but still, that was his knock for so many years. Is like he oh, has no. he cannot emote whatsoever.
1: <laughs> and from all accounts, probably the sweetest the guy. nicest people you've ever I know. In I know. Life. So here we go. Everybody dance now.
0: Hold on, yeah, that's right. Going to make you sweat. Everybody dance now by CNC Music Factory. Big song. Yeah, a jam again. Mm-hmm. I, I know, but it's one of those things that comes on. You're like, oh yeah. It's I got better
1: to. than the number two song that year.
0: Number two. This number. This the, piece the, of garbage. The, the top five here. It just terrible. Just baffles me. Um, although the number one I'll give at least a little bit of credit, but number two, color me bad with I Wanna Sex You Up. That's really all I've can, got.
1: Can to we do. just move on? Ooh. I can't believe you're singing <laughs> it. I cannot believe you're even going. It's
0: got one of the worst lines I've ever heard in a song. All right, go ahead. Let's do it till we both wake up. What does that even mean? It means it was terrible and you fell asleep in the middle of it. They're going to do it until they both wake up.
1: <laughs> he roofied her?
0: I don't know. It's terrible. It's like it makes zero sense whatsoever. Of course, hey, whatever. Okay. So, number one. Brian actually, Adams. before we get to that, color me bad. Okay. No, 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 no. no. See if you remember this. Several oh, years later, Beavis and Butthead. Okay. They see a commercial on television for like Metal Fest or something. It's something like that, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, Metal Fest this Sunday featuring Slayer and Megadeth and Metallica and Color Me Bad."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that. With bands that heavy, you got to have a sacrifice. Yeah, out front. yeah. It was
0: so funny because I remember like they wind up going with Stuart and his family, and like. His parents are like completely lame. Of course, you know they've got like headphones, like yeah. noise counseling headphones, and the mom's like, "These guys shed." <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I miss Beavis. And I Bunyan. do. You know they're
0: supposed to be coming back.
1: I and hope I, they do. And
0: yeah, so I'm. I don't know. You know that that revival they did about ten years ago. Yeah. Was okay, but it was just missing something, you know, like it was like, uh, you know, those guys, Beavis and Butthead really were of their time. And I think that's kind of the problem. You can't, because we're not in that time any longer. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, but I know. I would love for it to, to come back. I'm
1: really hoping it's going to be awesome I'm, when it comes I'm hoping. Back. So
0: anyways, number one, Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you.
1: Well, thanks. That's awful nice, but would you quit stalking me, please? I'd die for you. I'd
0: cry for you. Walk the lie for you. Yeah, I'd die for you because everything I do. You know it's true. This is the beginning. Everything I do.
2: I do it for you.
1: This was when he retired from actually making music and this, took over for Kenny Loggins. This
0: was pretty much the beginning of him doing every soundtrack yeah. that came along. You know, he did this.
1: Ken, Kenny Rogers retired. I mean Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Sorry, Kenny Loggins retired, and Brian Adams took over. Pretty for much. Him.
0: So he did this. And then he did. Um, he did the um, the Three Musketeers. With Which Sting and, and Sting Rod and Stewart. Rod Stewart. And then he did um uh Don Juan DeMarco. And then he Which did Which
1: the Don Juan DeMarco song. I is like not that bad. song. I I really one. loved a woman is yeah. great.
0: Then he did the entire soundtrack for that animated, what was it, A uh, Spirit Horse of the Shimmer the Cimarron or something like that. it was some animated yeah. whatever, like it really was when the things that, were.
1: was that like a Gimli Studio. It, type? I don't
0: know what it was, but yeah, it, uh, it, it just. But yeah, he pretty much just went in and started doing soundtrack, you know, movies yeah. for, or songs for soundtracks. Which hey, it's good work if you can get it, you know. Well, um, you know, and.
1: He's played Riverfront live a couple of different times. I've
0: seen him in concert. He always
1: puts on a good show, and it's a rocking show. It's not like this
0: garbage that he put out in the end of his career. I have seen him one and a half times. I'm going to tell the story. One and a half times. That's an interesting. The first okay. So in 1992, I graduated in 1992. Okay, so uh, I was dating this girl and um, we were coming up on prom. And I, I'll be honest, I wasn't real huge on prom to begin with, but it was coming up and everybody's kind of like, oh, we're gonna go to prom, So I asked her to go and she said yes. All right, cool. Then like a week later, we're sitting there talking, and this will tell you because it was one of those things that obviously the two of us had different ideas about our relationship. Yeah, because she was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to prom." You know, she went to a different school than I did. You know, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm going to prom with so and so." Blah blah blah. Like, well, whoa, 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 you're going to prom with somebody else. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm going with one of my friends." You know, she was a she was a junior, I was a senior, you know, type thing. And I was like, "You're going to prom with somebody else." You know, just <laughs> kind of it's like whatever. So yeah. I pretty much never said another thing about us going to prom. Didn't buy tickets. Didn't. And I was like, screw this. So me and uh, Pastor Dave, yeah, uh, and our friend Melanie, that was one of our you know group. None of us were, were going to prom, you know. So we're like, we've got to figure out something else to do because everybody else we knew were was actually going. Yeah. Brian Adams was coming to town that night. He was playing at Municipal, so we're like, let's go to the concert. Yeah, that'll be fun. So, the three of us and my girlfriend went. Sure. Okay. I love Melanie. Okay. (laughs) Melanie. Okay, shout-outs to Melanie. Yeah, I I, I can guarantee you she's not listening to this. Uh, Other people who know her probably are and may have heard parts of this story. And I'm trying to remember from 30 years ago, okay?
1: If somebody knows Melanie, reach out and... No, no, no. This is...
0: (laughs) Again, I love Melanie and this is nothing bad about her. But Melanie, you know, was kind of, it was kind of one of those things where I don't want to get into the whole situation. But it was one of those things where Melanie was very much um crazy about musicians and that kind of stuff, you know? Jeroka. And so like we get there. We're not there, like we're not there like minutes or something, you know, and she starts talking to like somebody that she yeah. knows or something like that, who knows the roadies to this or that or whatever, you know, and blah, 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 blah. So we go, you know, we go up to our seats and we're sitting there and, um, um, the opening act was called, was the, the storm. Do you remember them? Yeah. It was yeah, like yeah, yeah. members. It was like Neil Sean from, um, uh, it was, it was several people that, that were in journey, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, they had a, you know, they had they were opening and they were performing. And we we're all kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. And at one point, you know, like Melanie's like, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna. She like reaches over, she's like, she's like, hey, I'm gonna go grab something. Okay, fine, no big deal. So she takes my girlfriend with her. Yeah. Okay? So they go down and they wind up missing most of the performance or whatever, you know. And they come back. Like, all right, cool. So Brian Adams starts playing, and we're, I don't know, twenty minutes into a set or something like that. And again, she's like. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna um I, I got it. I'm gonna go to the concession stand or something like that. All right, fine. Yeah. And so she took my girlfriend with her again. And so like four or five songs later, they're still not back. Like, we're still like, what in the hell? Of course Dave's watching, he's kind of doesn't really know he's watching what's the going music. on. He's watching yeah. the music. I was too, but I was like, Where the hell are they? Yeah. You know? And um and it was one of those things that i'm not gonna say her name but the girl i was dating we've kind of been rocky for a little bit anyway as it was you know and it was just kind of one of those things that it's yeah, stupid no. high school bs you know and uh so i got <clears throat> i told Dad, I was like hey i'll be back so i walked down uh, down in the corridor went all the way back down you know blah 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 and i go down there and i see the two of them talking to some guys you know like whatever of course and it was one of those things that I just started seeing red immediately, you know, because I was just like, what the hell, you know? And so I went back up and I got Dave and I'm like, come on, let's go. And he's like, what's going on? I'm like, yeah. and I'm like going off, you know, whatever. And um, we get down there, can't find them anywhere.
1: They're backstage.
0: I found out later that they wound up like going back like, where the buses were or whatever, you know, type stuff, you know, because Melanie or whatever. But it was one of those things where it was like, I was really pissed about this situation, okay? Oh, yeah. And in hindsight, I can look at it because it was one of those things that we wound up leaving. Like, literally, when we found them, I'm like, we're gone. Yeah. And, of course, Melanie's and me, like, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying. You know, but I was like, I don't care. I I drove. I'm like, we're getting the fuck out of here. Okay, sorry for the language. Yeah, I mean, I I was just mad, you know, and it was literally one of those things that we went and dropped my girlfriend off and – yeah, and Dave, I think, talked to her, you know, trying to find out what was going on, yeah. you know, and everything. And I was just like, I don't care anymore. And that essentially was the end of us at that point. Uh, later, Melanie told me, you know, whatever. Of course, my girlfriend's explanation was, well, you know, she went down, we went down there, and, and she, you know, started talking to those guys, and then they were going to go back. And I didn't want her to go back there by herself, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying this by any stretch of the yeah. imagination, you know, because it was my, my argument was, you didn't have to go to begin with but you did yeah you know it was one of because they weren't friends I mean they, they had met a couple of times but they weren't like buddies or anything you know and so and it was just and there was a lot on there too because god it's been 30 years I can say this is Melanie and I kind of had there was chemistry between us let's put it that way okay Okay. and uh but like there just was you know so it's one of those things of like I'm with this girl that that is obviously doesn't want to be with me. And the girl that I'm kind of really interested in is (laughs) doing, and it's like, it's just, oh, this whole big thing, you know, that was stupid. It was all stupid high school BS is what it was, you know. Well, that's pretty much all high school. Yeah, exactly. You know, but that's why I always say that I've only seen Brian Adams one and a half times because we did. We saw like half that concert before I pulled all of us out of there. And uh then I don't know, this is about a year or so later, he came back through and he wasn't it was one of those it was kinda of one of those cool things where he wasn't touring for an album at that point. He was just kinda of like, Hey, I'm gonna go out for the summer. Yeah. So he was just doing whatever i wanted, wanted like to yeah and did just i mean oh dude it was such a good show i yeah. mean it was so good back there at municipal and we it was funny because the girl that i was dating at the time we hadn't bought tickets yet so we like we walked up well as we're walking up this guy was guys like hey are you getting ready to buy tickets he was like standing inside where the box office was i'm like yeah, it was a kind of a uh, an older guy he's like i was like yeah why is it look we had some extra tickets you know he was like showing he had like two days he was like I just want to get my money back. That's all it is. You know, yeah. And I was like, well, what do you got? He's like, well, I've got these tickets that are up. You know, he's like, well, I got these tickets that are on the floor if you're interested in those. So we gave him the money for that. And we were on like the sixth row or something like that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really kind of cool. It was like, all right, this is awesome. You know, so it wound up being a really good, a really good night. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, that's my seeing Brian Adams one and a half times that I've talked about sometimes. Um, so. I
1: have pulled up the band members for, um, the storm. The storm. Okay, and it was Kevin Shalfont uh, on lead vocals okay. and guitars,
0: which he was with Journey. Remember the the way that you are lo- the well, hold uh, the on. stone let me... in love. You know, like that. You remember that? You remember that you had those those vocals that weren't Steve Perry? Yeah, that was him. Yeah. Uh, okay.
1: Um. Actually, let me do this. They they've got it listed differently here. Greg Roley was the original lead vocalist and keyboard player for Journey, and he was on keyboards and lead and backing vocals okay you had Ross Valerie on bass guitar and backing vocals. You had Steve Smith on drums. you had Kevin Chalfont who had a number twelve rock chart hit in eighty two as a lead vocalist with aOR okay uh band seven oh seven and he was the lead vocalist and you had Josh Ramos. Who cited the Journey founder and guitarist Neil Sean as a major influence was the lead guitarist. Okay, and Ramos had previously replaced the Journey guitarist Neil Sean in Hardline. Okay,
0: That's, I knew there was some kind of yeah. there was there was there was Journey. <laughs> there, there there was a family oh, yeah. tree of, of Journey in there somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, that was uh,
1: evidently uh, associated acts with with this group was Journey, The View, and Two Fires. There you go. So.
0: Well, it's funny to go back and look at some of this stuff because you remember you remember Arcade. Yeah. It was Steven Piercy from, yeah, um, from yeah. rat. And I think it was actually one of the other members of rat that was in there too. And then they pulled some other guys in, you know, yeah. like I saw them open for Bon Jovi like the next year or something like like, I'm to keep the faith tour, you know? And, um, yeah, it was kind of one of those things where it was you yeah. yeah, it's you would you saw that like right there at the end of of a lot of like that 80s as the 80s were really like leaving yeah. and the 90s were coming in. You saw a lot of those bands start breaking up and they were putting together these other damn Yankees. Yeah. You know that type of stuff and uh so yeah, uh that was our uh journey through uh the top 100 Billboard hits of yeah. of uh 1991. Uh, It's like I said. It's so funny to go back
1: and look and see what was released that year.
0: What was released that year, as opposed Mm -hmm. to what actually topped the charts? Yeah, you know. And it's it just goes to show that nobody has any taste in music. Well, you know, it's one of those things where you look at it as. um, Yeah, I said it. Yeah, okay, but you look at it as, you know, extreme had. Two top 100 hits, and Nirvana had none. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it's that type well, of stuff. Of uh, honestly, oh, Firehouse had a top 100 hit. Nirvana well, had none. <laughs> well, in all honesty,
1: uh, honesty, uh, Nirvana's album didn't start hitting until, until later. 92. I know.
0: No, well, it started hitting in like. October or November or early November or something. It was like right before yeah. the holidays. Like it really was. And then that was like, like I said, that's the famous thing they talk about. How like, oh, Nirvana's the, you know the uh, the act that knocked not Michael Jock ja- Michael Jackson off the yeah out of number one. And a lot of people say that's because parents bought the Michael Jackson album for their kids, and the kids went and returned it and bought them the Nirvana, Nirvana after Christmas. You know, and so therefore in January of ninety two they knocked. Yeah, you know, knocked him off the top, um, but yeah, that was ninety one is such a especially for music. It was such a um, a landmark year of you, like I said, you know, we can go back and listen to our albums of yeah. ninety one episode of seeing like you know there was what a dozen. Or so albums that are. I mean, like, 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 no, this was game changing. Yeah. No, this was game. Oh no, no, this one was game changing also. You know, yeah. especially bringing in that you know that the grunge and the and the alternative type you know stuff that well, would go on to dominate the, the. I mean,
1: you started hearing rumblings of this going on in like ninety.
0: Yeah, Well, I remember the first time I heard Soundgarden, yeah. which was probably 90, It was it was from listening to a metal shop. On, oh uh, yeah! I, on, um, I love the that KDF show. KDF used to come on Sunday yeah. nights, you know, with uh, the butcher Charlie Kendall, you know. Uh, but it was I always got to do the voice. Metal, metal, yeah. metal, 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 shop. Exactly, but I remember them playing Soundgarden. Yeah. And this was, I guess, it was probably louder than Love. You know that album. You know some of that stuff, Um but he was like, "Okay, cool." You know, you start you would start hearing some of these people what
1: was that other show that played on 104 that was like on s- saturday nights or sunday nights and it was like a rewind show it might have been called rewind
0: oh you're talking about on um on, it was on the classic rock station yeah they had a couple there was one of them that was called it was called rewind or something like, but they had another one that was called uh, like classic albums
1: i think rewind is the yeah. one i was thinking about because then they would talk about the bands between the bands and they're like from 1970s yeah yeah I love that show. I miss. I, I used to, to love
0: the, the classic albums um, show. Yeah. That's how I discovered meatloaf. Cause I was, really? I was driving back from cookville on a Sunday night. My, my girlfriend went to school at Tennessee tech Yeah, and I went to drop her off and I was driving back from cookville back to Nashville and I could get one Oh four five back then. One Oh four five was the classic rock station. The Fox. It was the Fox. Yeah. Um, uh, and one Oh four five, the Fox. Yeah. And, uh, but it was that came on. I was like Meatloaf, you know. As I always had like kind of a tangential. I remember seeing the album and stuff, you know, Bad, Bad out of a lot. Yeah. But they went through, and it was one of those things. You know, like they would play the songs, and he would talk about them and that yeah. kind of stuff. And I like the next day went out and bought the album. I was like, "This is amazing." Uh, did you get it on a cassette tape? <laughs> oh yeah, I got or? it on a cassette tape because this was this was ninety two, you know. Uh, and so it was one yeah. of those things. It was like the cassettes were. I wasn't quite into. I got my first CD player in Christmas of 92. Okay. So this would have been like in the fall sometime Mm -hmm. when I heard that. So I was picking up, you know, cassettes. Um, And then it was funny because like the next year was when Battle Hill 2 came out. Yeah. And then that blew up everywhere. Yeah. So it was kind of. Because he'll do anything for love. But he won't do that. He won't do that. (laughs) (laughs) And we all know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, It's that. So. (laughs) It might be that
1: thing that China's doing right now.
0: (laughs) Think that's what he has come out and said in <laughs> recent years that it, it has definitely has something to do with that. So, there's, it, it, but there's no swab involved. So, so. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much for spending some more time with us while we talked about uh, 1991. Um, we'll have more stuff for you coming up, and uh, in the meantime, go and check us out. Um, go check our links in the show notes for all of our uh, social media and emails. And uh, we will be back again very, very soon. I am Alan Smith. I'm the other guy, Big Dave. And we will see you. See you.